Hey, this is Eric. And this is Andrew. And it's time for... Thunderdumps. Yeah, welcome to Thunderdumps, where we talk about everything cool in pop culture. We just dump it out all over you, put a little of our own twist on it, give you some hot takes and some personal stories. What's up, Andrew? Nada, nada, nada. Enjoying some chocolate milk, actually. Oh, man. See, I mean, there's such a weird time difference for us. Like, it's 9 in the morning over here. So it's like, chocolate milk's my favorite snack. I I don't usually start the day with it, but... Yeah, it's like 4 o'clock, so it's perfect time of the day for me. I love chocolate milk. That's so good. Um, So we got lots of cool stuff to talk about. I'm only do... uh, We'll do a couple dumps here. Eventually, we're going to talk about Luke Cage and the PlayStation VR, correct? Yes. Let's do that. So, so let's do some dumps, though. All right, ready? Boom. Uh, Tekken Seven coming out. Yes, does it anyone is. Ca- does anyone care? Um, yes and <laughs> no. I did have the uh, the fortune of playing it in Japan oh, in okay. their arcade, and it is right. fun as an arcade. But I don't think I'm like interested on console anymore, to be honest. Yeah, you know, it's like like Tekken Two was amazing. Yeah. Like, it came out at the perfect time. It was on PlayStation, and everyone was like, holy shit, you know, like, this, it was like the, it was the game that took the next evolution in fighting. Yeah. I you mean, know, it was for like, me personally, like, I love the Tekken Tag, so. Right. But now, like, it's it's just got to that point where it's it's the same shit over and over, really, so. And the thing is, like, I enjoyed playing it, and I loved the endings. Like, the endings yeah. were cool, except the main endings were dumb. I didn't care about Hihachi yeah. and the angel or the devil or, like, like that stuff. It, it, just, it just never worked. Like, yeah. I can't even tell you what the storyline was. I can tell you everything about Mortal Kombat storyline, and I can't tell you shit about Tekken oh, storyline. I mean, the, because it's like the, the the entire, like, every single Tekken game was basically about the uh, Mishima family. It's like, oh, yeah. you're such a terrible grandfather. Uh, you know, like, it's the same shit over and over. It's just always, like, Jin, Hihachi, and mm-hmm. Kazuya just bitching, really. Yeah, and, and, like, now, don't get me wrong. I liked the characters, and I liked that they would just have, like, a fucking panda or a raptor yeah. <laughs> that was just randomly fighting. You know, I always liked the um, uh, king Oh, the, yeah, the wrestler guy cool, yeah. with the with the leopard heads and stuff, um, and Jax. Like there were some cool characters, you know. Like back in the day, like Nina, all yeah. pixelated, was pretty hot. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but so I liked the characters, but I never liked the main characters, and they were the only ones that had real storylines. Yeah. And I just thought they were stupid. Yeah, that's true. But I, what was the one, and the highlight of all Tekken? I mean, Tekken Two was just amazing. I think it was either three or four. The only other one I ever really cared about is the one that had. The bowling level and the oh, side scroller. The bowling was so great, and uh, was it was it three maybe? Was it three that had the side scroller? All I just remember maybe. is we kept getting chicken. Yeah, that that was like the best, and then like it was like the bowling as well. It was like um, instead of getting like um, strike double whatever, it was always like chicken and then turkey. It was so good. Yeah, but um, yeah, they kind of stopped doing the second- that. Yeah, the Tekken side scroller was amazing. It was so yeah. good that I was like, why doesn't every game also have a side scroller mission? Like, Mortal Kombat should have had a side scroller. And yeah. I know that they kind of did with Sub Zero game, but that was stupid. Yeah, think about it too. Like, the, the Tekken side scroller, that would be perfect for like mobile devices right now. Mm, that's you, true. Imagine that just on a, like an iPad or an iPhone, just playing it on your way to work. It'd be perfect. Yeah. 
So. All I know is Tekken 7. Yeah. <sighs> well, that yeah. was a real yawn. That was a real yawn brought on by Tekken 7. Accurate. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What other... Give me a uh, thunder dump here. So, every so often, Stranger Things keeps giving me a reason to love it even more than I already do. Um, God damn, I love Stranger Things. I love collecting vinyls. Um, fuck you hipsters for ruining it for all of us. But uh, my dad always collected vinyls, and it sort of just you know, rubbed off onto me. And uh, I, I particularly like uh, soundtracks, either for video games, movies, or TV shows or whatever. And they announced that uh, there's going to be a Stranger Things vinyl coming out on the 28th of October. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's perfect. I'm, I'm going to buy it. So mm-hmm. I went to check it out and it doesn't actually have all the featured songs like, you know, The Clash or Corey Hart or Foreigner. You know, none of ah. those actually exist on it. Yeah. Now, the vinyl is one hour and 10 minutes long. There's 34 songs on it. And I thought, how really? the hell? How, yeah, I was like, 34 was where did they come from you know because other than the main title theme you don't really think of the music you know because you were so uh, engrossed in the story and the characters and stuff like that yeah and so i discovered that it was on spotify and some other places and i sat down and i listened to it it is amazing like so so good like a lot of the songs are about Maybe like 45 seconds, a minute long, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of ones, like the more significant ones, like the title theme, like uh, Eleven's theme, uh, Fort mm-hmm. Byers, you know, things like that, you know, where they're like maybe three to five minutes long. And they are so good. Like so, so good. Well, um, that was one of the things I remember during the show is that like the background music was so John Carpenter's The yeah. Thing or John Carpenter's my, uh, Halloween that it was just so fucking spooky. I loved it. Exactly. Like, ev- like I listened through the entire thing. And even when th- there's, like, uh, the happier moments, like, um, uh, e- like just, like, say, the, the, the Towns theme or whatever, it's a little happier, but it's still not, you know, jump around kind of happy. It's still kind of darkish in a way you know and uh so if you guys have like spotify or or just try and google and find it and listen to the entire soundtrack it's so so good um Mm. like like i said like 34 songs about an hour and 10 minutes or something but so good so so good and like i said vinyl gets released 20th of october and i'm so excited for that nice here's another dump for you Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Season three. I mean, season two, having Darth Vader and having him fight with Ahsoka. Yes. Like, and cutting off part of his mask so you can still see Anakin's face underneath and, and his uh, his voice modulator goes down so you can hear him actually talking and stuff. That was fucking cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so I didn't like, I didn't quite like the way the fight ended, but it was still pretty epic. Um, I felt like they should have dedicated a whole episode to it and not like five minutes. But yeah. Star Wars season, Rebels season three. Uh, is great. And we're like three or four episodes in right now. Nice. I'm pumped about it. Um, Grand Admiral Thrawn from oh, yeah. the best uh, Star Wars Legends books is in it, and he's fucking cool. Um, Darth Maul, who they brought back in Clone Wars and was really lame. Yeah. They brought him back again in this, and he's not quite as lame. Okay, well, that's not too bad then. <laughs> he was really stupid in uh, yeah. Clone Wars. He's He's better in this one, but... Like Kane, he blinded he he slashed Kanan across the face with his lightsaber and blinded him. Ooh. So now Kanan's blind, so he's trying to become like a blind master. Nice. And then Ezra, who's always been like the Aladdin, uh, Jedi Aladdin, pretty much. Whole thing, 
he uh, uh, he's, he's growing up. Like some time has passed now, and he's older and tougher. He's not he's not as lame, and um, he's kind of getting twisted by the dark side. Ooh. So he's more interesting. Um, I just I like the way everything is going, and I think like Wedge is going to have his own episode coming up here. Yeah, I mean, like in the first two <laughs> seasons, like I just could as. Decent as they were, Ezra just sort of did piss me off sometimes, you know. Yeah. He did get a little whiny and just, I don't want to be a hero. But, but yeah. it's, I'm glad to hear that he's toughened up a little bit. So He's getting better. So, yeah, I, yeah they're, they're fitting into their roles a little bit better. So, so yeah, Star Wars Rebels had a good, um, a good third season. But speaking of final seasons, though, regular show. Regular show has entered its eighth and final season. Oh man, it's that's a funny you should mention that. Just like a few days ago, uh, Adventure Time. Not something I particularly mm-hmm. watch, but they also announced that they're coming to an end. Uh, it's not until mm-hmm. like early twenty eighteen, but they have stated mm-hmm. that it's it's done basically. So, when regular show, I mean, it's so good and yeah. so timeless, and and I've just I've just loved this shit out of it. Um, the last couple seasons, it was getting, a, you know, you could tell that they were running a little bit lower on ideas and mm. stuff. So it was a good last season because unlike all the other episodes that were, you could watch any of them. I mean, they were connected. There's, there's things that progress throughout the, the series, but this last season is regular show in space and all the episodes are connected to each other. That's cool. And they're dumping them out faster because I think they've already done like four. So get on that regular show in space. It looks interesting. Interesting. They, I think they went in knowing it was their last season, so like you'll see some good closure, I think, by, by the end of it. And uh, I mean, it as soon as it's done, it's being inducted into my cartoon hall of fame. Awesome. So, uh, final quick dump from me. Um, it's actually a little continuation from uh, our fall TV preview. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Is so good now. It kind of mm-hmm. like took this like little. Uh, the same way that Archer did, where uh, basically for those that, do, that haven't watched the show, uh, at the end of the last season, basically like this big villain discovered, or, or basically came to kill him, they had to go into witness protection. And uh, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine for me always was just, you know, it amused me. Mm-hmm. But that was it. But for some reason it progressively has just gotten better and better over the years. And... Um, uh, Whenever they started this whole like down in Florida kind of thing, uh, mm-hmm. in witness protection, for some reason it just clicked and just jumped up my uh, priority of watching list. Um, not that there's many great TV series at the moment, but um, you know, I'm so happy with like the way that the direction that they're taking this. And um, what was the other one? Balls. Uh, I, I told. Well, one. I totally, I totally agree with you. I just watched those episodes last night and um i feel like the the florida episodes was just like a uh, breath of fresh air a little yes. shot in the arm exactly and and the the guy andre brower who plays their captain, yeah, captain I mean, he's very very good actor yes like he's been in a ton of shit and he's usually in dramas so he's his sense of humor is just off the charts. Yeah. The show. It's so he's so good at pretending not to be funny and just crushing it. Yeah, like uh, like that's what I, I like about him now. Like in the earlier seasons, he was just he was very still very straight faced, very strict kind of thing, and his like humor was there. 
But now that he's sort of opening up to the team a little bit more, his jokes yeah. are starting to become a little bit more personal and stuff. And they're just so good sometimes. So He's hysterical. Obviously, Andy Samberg's always funny. And oh, Terry yeah. Crews is always funny. But I totally agree with you. Like, this Florida thing has is, is piqued my interest even more than usual. Yeah, so thank you, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for yeah. providing with that. that. And, and one last quick thing. Um, mm-hmm. A big thank you as well to the Buffalo Bills for shitting all over Arizona last week. Yeah, that that's awesome. right. Awesome. Yeah, suck it, Cardinals. And I will do it to uh, New England today. Oh, my God. Playing the Patriots today. I mean, Ugh. in the last 16, ever since Tom Brady took over 16 or 15 years ago, yeah. we've beaten the Patriots a grand total of like three times. Yeah. So uh, Brady's not playing today because he's still suspended yep. uh, for being a tool. But I don't know. Maybe we can do it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We, we, just, we just put our star wide receiver on injured reserve. So Yeah. It happens. But well, I've got a couple quick more dumps here before we get into our meat and potatoes here. Yep, fire away. Took, took the took the family to see the animated movie Storks, also starring Andy Samberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Storks is basically you know like the back in went back in the old days they always said like rather than tell you how babies were made yeah. through Hot Hot Six, yeah, they always told kids that babies were made by Storks just delivering them in little packages. Yeah, well. In this one, the storks have trans uh, transitioned, and they're like a UPS service, so they just deliver packages instead of babies. Hmm. But they have to deliver. But the one baby gets through, and Andy Sandberg's a dumb stork, and so he's got to do it. Nice. And uh, this, it was way over the head of my kids, but I appreciated some of their crazy humor. At one point, they run into this giant pack of wolves, voiced by um, Key from Key and Peele. Oh, nice. <laughs> and. The the wolf segment is hysterical. Like I can't wait till it's on YouTube so I can just play this part of it. But like the wolf pack is hunting the they want to eat the baby, and they're hunting them down. And then you don't really like you you're like wow this is kind of serious. And then the wolves are trying to narrow, get across this gap to catch them, and they're like wolves form wolf bridge, and all these wolves just like and form this bridge, and they get across. And like Andy Samberg's like what the fuck, and then. Then they jump into the water and they're like, wolves, form wolf boat. And they all, <laughs> wolves like form into nice. boat. And like there's wolves like kicking in the bottom and there's wolves blowing their mouth in the in the back like a motor, but like oh, I love it. They're like, form wolf submarine. I was like, this is fucking <laughs> awesome. Every time the wolves form something else, I was like laughing nice. in the movie theater at this kid's movie. Um it was so I mean, there was like a lot of unexpected silliness. The movie overall, eh, it's okay. Yeah. It's just it's just a kid's movie. Who cares? But when Key shows up and they just do this silly wolf shit, I was just like all day, man. Oh, all good. day these guys. Um I do have to give you a couple more tales of the Buffalo hoodie. Yes, please. Alright. <clears throat> tales of the Buffalo hoodie. I'll get two of them for you today. One is I once wore the Buffalo hoodie. Well, Watching 30 seconds of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, back in the day, back in the day, this was not that long ago to even say back in the day, but there we used to be a pop grunge band called Garbage. Yes. And uh, they had a bunch of hits. I liked Garbage. Yeah, I loved Garbage. Back when I was living in Boston, Massachusetts, um, they were doing a concert. And it was a free concert. And it was like right on the water in like this dome. Like there was this big 
half circle dome thing. And so I took the subway there and I was like, oh, I'm going to go fucking watch garbage. It's going to be awesome. And of course, I didn't anticipate the huge traffic jam and the subway broken down, breaking down and stuff. Wow. And so I'm watching the clock and I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. I finally get off the subway. And I'm facing the back of the dome, so I can kind of hear some music, and I can't see him. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like fighting my way around. I finally get over to the side of it. I can see Shirley Manson in all her super, super uh, pale skin glory. Uh, yes. And they're literally like, I'm only happy when it rains. Thank you. Good night. You guys have been awesome. <laughs> I was like, nice. ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I just fought all this way to see garbage, uh, and I just fought 30 seconds of garbage. So I'm like, shit. And then, you know, like the MC gets on, he's like, all right, guys, in 20 minutes, we'll have our headliner up next. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, headliner, cool. Cheryl Crow. Uh, like, Should have been the other way around. I know. And I was like, fuck. And I'm like, I, I mean, there's so many people there, and it just took me so long to get there. And I was like, yeah. ah, fuck it. I'll watch Cheryl Crow for free. Why not? Yeah. So, and of course, as soon as Cheryl Crow comes on, it like, just this monsoon of a rainstorm comes on. Uh, <laughs> so I just like, <laughs> not that it helps, but I just put the Buffalo hoodie, pulled the hoodie up, and just listened to Cheryl Crow for like uh, 45 minutes. That sucks. <laughs> the first cut is the deepest. And all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm totally getting sick. I know this. But the next day, I was like all sick from just sitting in the rain. Maybe I got sick from the Cheryl Crow. I don't know. She's I not would- She's not terrible, but she's still. She's not that bad, but it's like, you know, it's not like I was going to fight to go see her. I wanted yeah. to see garbage. Um, and sticking with my concert theme, I have been punched in the face twice while wearing this buffalo hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> once I deserved and once I did not. And the one I did not, was I was at this concert. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I like, I like the occasional mosh pit and stuff. I like getting yeah. moving around and stuff. And, um, but, you know, some people just go to fight. It's just yeah. stupid. And this fucking behemoth, dude. I mean, we're talking. <laughs> this guy's like 6'8". the like frat gym rat guy. Just all stacked. He's like, Rah! And he's just going in. just like punch, punch, punch. And uh, and I was like, whatever, man. Like, not my fight. So I just kind of back up. But he picked up this guy. And he put him in the Lex Luger rack. So oh, he laid shit. him across over his shoulders. Was like, oh, like bench pressing him. And then he spinning and he spun him and i guess i got too close and the guy was like a helicopter and the, as he was racking this guy and spinning him the guy's feet were just fucking helicopter kicking everyone around oh, him and closing the zone and i got too close and it kicked me right in the mouth ah that sucks so I there, go down. there's like there, there's no need for that kind of shit at concerts really i mean i know so uh, i'm just like Oh, I don't have kicked in the mouth with someone's sneaker. You know, I got a bloody lip, and I'm, I'm so I'm mad. And I can yeah. see other people mad too. But this guy's so big, so he he gets the guy that he has in the rack position, just throws him. Oh shit! He's just like, oh, and I was like, that's it. I was like, this guy's. I'm you're like, obviously, I'm not. I'm mad, and I'm not thinking. So I come in there, and he's taller than me. So I was like, I'm not even gonna sweat. I just punched him as hard as I could in the stomach, and he's just yeah. like, he didn't even feel it, and then oh, he just man. clocked me right in the face, right like right in my eye. And I go flying down, and two other guys rushed him, and he knocked them both down. And then he rips his shirt off. He rips oh it off. Like, yeah. Like, this guy's – like, if he had green skin, he'd be the Hulk, right? Oh, God. So he's just like, clearly, this is what he wanted to do. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. but, now, but now I'm mad. I was like, I've been kicked in the face. I've been punched in the mouth. You know? So, so you see all these people my size, because I'm like 5'10", 5, 5'11". 5, all these, like, average-sized people just rush him. This guy's just like – just having fun, <laughs> just knocking people down. And so I will admit – yeah, you, know, you always wonder. Like I said, I said he used the Lex Luger rack. 
Yeah. You always wonder if, if wrestling moves hurt. Oh yeah. I can tell I can tell by that guy's anguish pain screams that the Lex Luger rack does work. But I found out that day that the Stone Cold Stunner does work. Really? Because I was like, I can't beat this guy. But a, a couple other people are rushing him. And so he's got one guy in a headlock and he's punching another guy. And I just ran and ducked my shoulder and hit him right in the in the stomach, solar plexus area, as hard as I could. Kind of like Stone Cold would kick you in the stomach. Yeah. I ran, ran my shoulder in his stomach and he's like, and he bent over. And as he bent over, I just reached up around his neck and grabbed the back of his neck and just dropped down <laughs> into the stunner position. Nice. And his chin, I heard his chin click on my shoulder as I hit the ground and he fell down. And then I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was probably a good idea. <laughs> I, like, I like rolled. I like rolled. I like ran 20 feet away, turned around. I was like, woo! Got to finish nice. with the replay. And as, but he was down. And then all the people around there were so mad. Everyone just dogpiled on the guy. Oh, wow. So I had to, I have to, I mean, I, and I was done. I, yeah. and I had to think that some concert justice was handed out. Yeah. But um, I get back to, uh, I get back to where I was living, and they're like, how was the concert? And I've got this bloody flat lip. I've got a black eye. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All wearing the Buffalo hoodie. Nice. Oh, All right. Good old Buffalo hoodie. Oh, man. So talk to me about virtual reality. Oh, yeah. So for uh, those who don't know or do know, uh, PlayStation VR is coming in 11 days' time. And I'm super excited for it. Um you know, VR has been tried in the past, and it didn't quite go so well. Um, but now I believe that the technology has caught up to the point where we we can make it actually work this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like, I'm going to split this part into just two segments. Like the the second segment, I'm going to talk about the games that I'm excited for, for mm-hmm. with uh, PSVR, and then uh, a quick uh, section first, which um, I'm going to try and not be too boring with it but a lot of people like complain about like it's so expensive and all the things you have to buy for it and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. and uh you know and people worried about whether it's going to be a good investment due to the fact that it didn't work in the past so why is it different now kind of thing you know right and um like i know like you're the kind of guy that would be interested in, in vr as well um so, like, to give, like, a sort of description of, of the way VR is going to work at the moment, there's, there's two ways that you can basically enjoy VR at the moment, and it's play it on PC or play it on the PlayStation 4. Um, and the, 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 the price difference is unbelievable when you actually consider Like, people are complaining that $400 is too much. For PlayStation mm-hmm. VR, um, but let me give you a little uh, idea of how it's not expensive. Um, okay. So there's two PC VRs of importance. Uh, one is the Oculus Rift, and the other one mm-hmm. is the HTC Vive. I'm not going to talk about the Rift mainly because the Vive is actually better. Um, okay. Well, I, for those that don't know, I work at a big uh, video game tech company, so we have all of these at the office, and I have tried them. So I know that the Rift's just not as good. Even though it is a little bit cheaper, it's just not as good. Now, the Vive is like the standard for true VR in a sense where it is more powerful than the PSVR. And that's understandable due to the fact that you're paying, you know, much less for the PSVR than you are for the Vive. So if you take a look at all the equipment... Now, for those listening... All these prices that I'm going to say are from the official retailers that I checked out today. 
So if you hear like different prices, you know, this is the, this is what it is as of today. Now, right. If you want to play on a PC, the the Vive is $800 just for the headset. Wow. Yeah, just for the headset. Now you do get like two uh like hand controllers to come with it and then you need like these um uh sort of like pillars with like little motion uh detectors on them there's like four mm. of them and you need like a play area of like 12 feet by 12 feet or something i think um okay. but that's the thing it's 800 dollars for just the headset now if you want to get a pc to play it on mm-hmm. they have like a bunch of like vr ready machines the the, <coughs> the recommended pc that you can buy like for someone that's not doesn't know how to build their own pcs or stuff like that you you obviously want to just go somewhere and say I need a machine for VR. What have you got? And the recommended ones that they have start at fourteen hundred each. Ah, so, geez. and that's not even including like monitor, keyboards, mice, headphones, all the extra stuff. You know, like yeah, you, it's basically it's it's two thousand two hundred dollars for a headset and a PC to play it on. See now, for me, what I want to do is. Is there are VR experience places opening up. Yes. So you just go someplace, and they have a big room, and they put on you put on their stuff, and then all of a sudden you're fighting zombies. Yeah. So it's, it's like you know, like going to laser tron, but way cooler. Yeah, so I think at this point, that's what I'm into. I'm going to be looking for is VR experience stuff. So I'm not buying any equipment. I think. Yeah. It's like um, like uh, <clears throat> Ch- uh, Chad, uh, our little brother, had done the one in Madame Tussauds in New York, and it was, what, $60 for a 20-minute experience or something? Mm, or right. something like that, you know. But, so, uh, PlayStation 4 um, might be the perfect, uh, not just gateway into VR for people, but the best VR experience just mm-hmm. for people. Um, if you were to buy... Now, this is all the things that you actually need to buy in order to enjoy PS uh, VR, you obviously need a yeah. PlayStation. You need the headset. You need a camera. Two move controllers, and like they're all in the, bought individually. Now, if you were to buy one of the new PlayStation Four Pros, mm-hmm. a the VR headset, the camera, and the two move controllers, you basically pay nine hundred dollars. Okay. So that's a drastic difference between. Uh, you know, $2,200 and $900, you know. Yeah. It's a massive difference. Um, but the thing is, too, though, like, what people don't realize is that the PS uh, VR isn't just for VR. Like, you'll be able to enjoy all these VR games, which we'll talk about uh, shortly. But it also does a number of other great things where you can enjoy all games that the PlayStation currently offers. It just, like, it creates this, like, big movie theater Mm-hmm. And you actually play them on uh, basically a big 2D movie theater. And it does look amazing. Like it's, okay. like it's like you're actually sitting in a movie theater playing on this huge screen. And that actually, you know, it can be highly enjoyable as opposed to maybe playing on just a regular TV at home. Um, it, right. And it's the same for like uh, movies and stuff. I would expect like Netflix to offer the same kind of thing where it just like makes this big uh, cinema sized screen in the uh, the headset that you can enjoy, you know. Okay. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people are, like I said, they're freaking out about having to pay $400 for this thing, you know. But in reality, you know, the majority of people already have a PlayStation 4. 
So $400 isn't that drastic of a commitment, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why is because of the games that are upcoming. Uh, now, yeah, what do we got? Some of the games that I'm excited about. I mean, the ones you know that you're probably interested in, Resident Evil. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Resident Evil 7 is finally going back to what looks like its roots. Um, and I remember that you and I, uh, we, we used to sit in the basement at like 2 a.m. playing like Resident Evil 2 and 3. Oh, yeah. And we had some like scare jumps when like yeah. liquors popped through the roof or the window and stuff like that, you know. Now, imagine that, but like you're actually immersed in it. I genuinely think I might have a heart attack by the age of 31. <laughs> you know, I genuinely, I think it's going to be terrifying, you know. I'm super excited for Resident Evil stepping back to, you know, what they, you know, what they're known for, as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, time. Yeah. Um, and of course, the, the beauty of it is that uh, even though the entire game is played in VR, you can play it without it as well. So nobody's going to miss out on that whatsoever, oh, okay. you know. You can play the entire Resident Evil 7 like a normal mm -hmm. video game. So... Oh, I like that. I like having the option there. So yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. Okay. So so you'll be able to enjoy it just like a regular game, and then I can enjoy it like in VR, kind of mm -hmm. thing. You know. Um. But yeah, I'm super super excited for Resident Evil Seven. Um. Another thing that I'm really excited about is um 100 foot robot golf. 100 uh, foot robot golf. That is correct. That sounds foot, cool. I know, right? Now graphically, it's not impressive. It looks really silly, but that is the entire point. It's just supposed to be silly, and you're just these big robots, and you're playing in cities, and you're smashing buildings while playing golf, and it just looks like it's going to be... And a lot of these games, especially like this, you can pick them up for like 30 bucks. So they're not like mm. full-blown price games, you know. You can pick them up for a respectable price. Um, and a lot of them do seem like... Uh, you can play them in multiplayer as well, so it looks like it'd be highly entertaining just to be a giant robot smashing buildings with a golf ball. That does sound cool. Like, I'm in on that one. Yeah. Sign me up. I want to play virtual reality for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, th there's another, uh, there's a couple of other, like, horror games that are coming out that look really mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, there's one called uh, Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Um, Until Dawn released like uh, maybe a year ago and it was terrifying like truly terrifying mm -hmm. but this one is designed for the VR so you're basically in a minecart amusement ride mm. and it's like a, a shooter uh, so basically you're like trying to you're going through this like um, minecart ride and there's, there's like creepy clowns and shit popping out everywhere and you basically have to like gun them down uh, see that it's so funny you said that because I was just about to say Remember back in the day when me and you went to the mall and beat the shooter game Carnival? Yeah, this like, is uh, Carnival, but Carnival. Yeah, this like is me a... and you beat Carnival back in the day. I was I was thinking that might be a cool VR experience. Yeah, that's exactly what I am hoping to get. I mean, I want to have a lot of games that are incredible visually, mm -hmm. and I get immersed in a big story and stuff like that. But I want a lot of uh, VR games as well that I can play with other people that are just stupid, silly, and fun, yeah. and. Um, you know, this, although it looks terrifying, does look like it'll be uh, a lot of fun uh, just to, like, try and survive through this, like, minecart ride or whatever and gun some mm -hmm. things down. Um, there is a Batman Arkham game coming out. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, they did say that uh, Arkham Knight was the last one and they weren't going to do anymore. Uh, but right. apparently they do have this one. And this one's not going to be quite 
uh, actiony. It's going to be more like detective work. Mm-hmm. Like you, you basically are Batman, and you, you see the world through his eyes. And there probably is going to be a little combat, but it looks like it'll be, you know, more puzzle solving and uh, detective work mm-hmm. and stuff. So it seems like it could be, you know, pretty decent. And finally, maybe one, if they put Bat, they got to put Batman in Resident Evil too. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be funny. Like uh, just, just having yeah. like. Finding herbs and like making potions, just pop a zombie every so often. Yeah, yeah. I'd i be done yeah. for that. But um, final one that I'm excited for is a game called uh, Eve Online, or not Eve Online, sorry, Eve Valkyrie. Uh, okay. Eve Online was a big MMO uh, space game. Um, there was like space mm-hmm. combat and stuff, but it wasn't like uh, the, most of the game was driven by economy and building business and stuff like that, you know, so it wasn't for everybody. Then they mm-hmm. decided to make a, a first-person shooter for consoles called Dust514, and it done okay, but not great. But now they've created a new one. It has been out on PC for a little while, but it's coming to PS4. It's called Eve Valkyrie, and basically you sit in a cockpit of a space fighter, and you basically do dogfights in space and shit like that. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so like like uh, how uh, Battlefront used to be, where you done like the, the, the space missions mm-hmm. and shit. It'll be like that, but you'll just be in the cockpit as the pilot. And it, mm. visually, it looks insane. So I think that's going to be pretty awesome too. So really excited for that. Like like I said, you know, people are a little worried about that $400 investment um, mm-hmm. for it. But I genuinely, uh, ha- even um, having tried the, the Vive, and the PS4 VR, mm-hmm. I would still pick the, the, the PS4 VR. So I would. Mm-hmm. Um, so at what point are they going to do the sexy VR games? Uh, well, <laughs> hey, hey, th- this, is, uh, this, is, this is actually the truth, right? It's already been disputed because uh, Sony aren't really a company that like adult content on their, their thing, you know, but there has been a couple of porn websites that have said that they will support PS4 VR porn. You'll just have to like access it through like a web browser and such. And, so there's uh, not going to be uh, you're not going to be the tentacle monster in the VR. Hey, game. <laughs> give 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 Japan a year, and I bet there will be one for sure. Um, maybe they'll even like make some like little peripherals that like you attach to your arm. And they're just like little tentacles you can wave around <laughs> or something. <laughs> And all the little suckers are like little lights or something that get detected. <laughs> I mean, I can see it happening. It's Japan. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. and like, uh, I, like, I, I don't give a shit for, for porn, really. It's, it's just not something that interests me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they announced, like, uh, VR porn, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it and see what it's like, you know. Because it's bound, it's got to be interesting, right? Like, yeah, man, that's the future. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> rather than like, rather than watching people have sex on a screen, mm-hmm. you can just watch a girl do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't give it a shot, you know. And I watched like just like a video trailer for one, and it was mm-hmm. kind of weird, you know. I bet. Because like she gets up close in your face. And you want to like reach out and touch the boobies, <laughs> but they're not there, you know. Uh, so it is. It's, yeah. it's weird, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> now I think this is the way for Nintendo to finally come 
back and win. Because if you say Super Mario Brothers VR, I will yeah. give you my money right now. Yeah. Can you imagine if you are in Super Mario Brother land, fucking bouncing around, smashing bricks, getting mushrooms, throwing fireballs, oh, hopping on Koopas, fighting Bowser, like Super Mario Brothers VR, if that came out, that could go down as the greatest selling video game of all time. Who doesn't want to be in the iconic Mario Brothers landscape for real? Or, or, could you imagine Mario Kart VR? Uh, or, yeah. even better yet, can you imagine Nintendo Land VR? Yeah. That would be awesome. I mean, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if they could, I'm sure they, they could do a home console of Super Mario Brothers Land. Well, and you're just in there. I mean, come on. To give you a, a little bit of excitement, uh, they are working on VR. Um, Xbox as well is also working on VR. They're just sort of well behind at the moment. Now, uh, Nintendo probably won't announce anything to do with VR until they have the new console out, uh, whatever they call it. Um, But I would expect that we could hear something from them within the year or so. But but it's... Yeah. But it's... That's the thing. It's like, if we're talking... I mean, you, you, you just talked about a cool... A bunch of cool VR games. But I'm saying Nintendo can do VR franchises. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, because when you think, like, what's what's the iconic Xbox games? What's the iconic PlayStation 4 games? Oh, you know, Resident Evil, that works for... Yeah. That's, that's multi-systems. But I'm saying Nintendo, though, yeah. they could VR their own shit, and it would be epic. That is true. And, like, I would love to see, like, a Sonic VR or something as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, so let me talk about Luke Cage. I yes. Guess. So, I mean, overall... Marvel Comics turning TV shows on Netflix is like the greatest thing ever. Oh, for sure. I mean, Daredevil, season one of Daredevil on Netflix, you're just like, holy shit, this is what Marvel should do for all their stuff. This is amazing. Like, it's awesome. And it just doesn't compare to superhero shows on television. Like, I like watching Flash. Yeah. And I can kind of make it through Arrow. League of Legends, League of Legends, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, you know it's fun, yeah. but it's made for K. It's made for broadcast television, yeah. so it's got all your breaks that get put in with the commercials and stuff, and it's okay. Yeah. But Netflix, Marvel Netflix is amazing. Daredevil season one is fucking awesome, and then Jessica Jones came out, and I was like, well, who gives a shit? Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about Jessica Jones, but I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Like Jessica Jones is amazing. This is so cool. And then they introduced Luke Cage in her season, and I was like, Luke Cage. I mean, I don't really care about him, but yeah. I mean, he's kind of cool. In this Daredevil season two comes out, and you're like, this is fucking cool. Oh my god! And then finally, they're like, all right, Luke Cage is out, and I'm just like, yeah, sure. It's 13 episodes. I've watched seven, and it's so oh, good. Man. Yeah, I it's think like, I'm at like four episodes now, so they can't do any wrong. No. I mean, it starts off a little slow because oh, they've yeah. got to kind of. They they've like there's a whole style and a theme. They really just take a couple episodes to introduce you to the city. Yeah, like you yeah. really feel the environment and the neighborhood. It, it's it's one of the characters. Like in Daredevil, they tried to do that too. They're like the city was one of the characters. Yeah, uh, Kingpin was trying to rebuild it and stuff. But in this one, you really just like it's good and it's just it's so amazing so i'm i'm reviewing luke cage but i'm also reviewing just marvel shows on netflix in general yeah. <laughs> like they do such a good job like shit they should just do them all like that yeah, <laughs> it's for so sure. it's so good man i mean marvel you want to keep coming out your movies that's fine 
but let's just do movies and Netflix shows. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine, like I watched the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four just to see Ghost Rider. Uh, and even that, I was like, this is so fucking lame and boring. Yeah. It's so dumb. But I'm just like, Marvel shows and Netflix are so amazing. It's like, I can only wonder if S.H.I.E.L.D. had been over on Netflix if it, it maybe would have been good. Probably not, but... <laughs> uh, well, you never know. I mean, it's possible. Anyone was gonna, I mean, there's going to be a Punisher show now because the Punisher on Daredevil season two was just amazing. Yeah. So it's just like, if you haven't seen Luke Cage, but you like the other ones, if you like Daredevil, if you like Jessica Jones, you gotta go see Luke Cage. He's yeah. fucking cool. The ma- yeah. the guy who plays him, Mike Coulter, I think his name is, he's awesome. And it's very, very little whining. Yes. You know, superheroes are prone to whine for some reason. And, uh, you know, even Daredevil in season two was kind of like, oh, I didn't ask to do this. And his yeah. buddy's like, you don't ever tell me the truth. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Um, very little whining in this. Like, Luke Cage is like, there's a problem. I'm going to beat some motherfucker up. <laughs> and yeah, he just the, goes uh, and him up. <laughs> like, the, the, there was, like, a couple of trailers released for it, too. But the only trailer that I watched was the one where Cottonmouth was like, oh, you like my uh, biggie picture? You know, you know about the crime? Because yeah. everybody wants to be the king. And when yeah. I saw that, I was like, shit. I was like, please don't let that like be near like the end of the season and be some big moment or whatever. But it actually wasn't. It was in the very first episode. And I was like, good. Thank you. Now I know that it's not going to be a big moment later on and spoil it for me. And that's uh, another thing that Netflix does good. Their, uh, the, adver- the trailers that they put out for them, don't they give you just enough to tease you, to say mm-hmm. this is what you're going to get, but not to the point where it's giving you everything, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and actually, uh, I had a good chuckle during the uh, credits, or like the, the intro titles. Mm-hmm. Because it tells you all the names of the actors and the actresses. Mm-hmm. And it was like created, directed, or written by uh, someone called Chiu Hodari um, Coker. That was a Chiu Hodari mm-hmm. Coker. And I had a good giggle because uh, a Finnish lesson, a Finnish language lesson for everyone, uh, Hodari in, uh, in Finnish means hot dog. So nice. I was like, nice, that, that, that person is now known as hot dog for me. I like it. Yeah. Hot dog. I mean, it's so good. And, you know, Marvel, uh, one criticism of Marvel, Marvel movies is that in a lot of Marvel movies, not the Avengers team up ones, but in a lot of the other Marvel movies, you always put the hero against the villain that has almost the same powers. Yes. You know, Thor's got to fight Loki. Ant-Man has got to fight Yellow Jacket. You know, it goes on and on. They all got to fight. You know, Iron Man in the first movie fought basically his old armor. Yeah. <laughs> and they're kind of like, come on, can't you do more than that? Well, I mean, in these Netflix shows, it's totally different. I mean, Jessica Jones fought a dude with mind control. Yeah. I'm only seven episodes through Luke Cage. There ain't no one else with powers. Like, Cottonmouth is just a, just a gangster. Just a gangster, yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, Daredevil, you know, he was fighting Wilson Fisk. I mean, so it's, it's cool. Like, like I said, they don't even have a super – there's not a super-powered evil Luke Cage. Yeah. Or maybe there will be in another six episodes, and I'll eat my words. But still, it's so good. I mean, I love it. And so, like I said, Luke Cage, the first episode is a little slow, but I mean, then you just get hooked and, yeah. you know, I'm not even trying to binge watch it, but I have watched seven episodes in two days Yeah. and I love it. And then all I can say is bring on Iron Fist next year and then yes. bring on the Defenders, baby. Yeah. I mean, like I know some people that have actually finished the show already and they mm-hmm. said that uh, as good as it is throughout it, you need to finish the entire thing to truly appreciate it everything about it like it just keeps getting better and better uh 
you know, like I said, I'm only like four episodes maybe in. So, mm-hmm. but but I am getting that feeling now where just progressively keeps getting better and better. And uh, mm-hmm. like you were saying, like one of the things about Marvel movies as well is that there isn't a story. Um, mm-hmm. regardless of what everyone tries to argue me, there's no story in a lot of the Marvel movies. Like you said, it's just good guy versus bad guy. That's it, you know. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. the, the TV shows, it's so story-driven yeah. that it's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, the look, 13 so episodes is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and just for you uh, comic book people, at one point, I think it was, like, episode five, at one point, Luke Cage wears his exact... 70s comic book costume. Oh, nice. We're talking yellow shirt, V-neck, blue pants, weird-ass headband, and um, metallic bracelets. Oh, nice. They actually put him into it. Not for very long, but they just put him into it from his iconic 70s comic book look, and it's hysterical. So I definitely did appreciate that. Um, Man, it's cool, dude. Like, what I love about him, too, is that, like, he's... Like you said, there's no whiny shit that goes on in the, in the show, and he is yeah. quite serious most of the time. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't crack jokes. Like the, yeah. there has been a couple of really funny moments in it too, um, mm-hmm. where like uh, for example, like in the, the the first episode, I think it was the first episode. But basically, like uh, like these bunch of guys uh, show up and they basically try to beat the shit out of him, you know. And then later on, like uh, someone says to him, he's like, "Yeah, I, I heard that uh, three guys." Uh, got the shit beat out of them, and then he's like, I heard there was four. You know, yeah. like, he just makes those, like, tiny little jokes that, like, bring, like, the humor to the show when otherwise it's mostly serious, you know. But, yeah, and, it's and, awesome. and they give you your badass moment. Like, everyone, in the first season of Daredevil, everyone talked about the hallway fight in Daredevil. Yes. And, like, that was just an amazing fight. Luke Cage has his own version of the hallway fight. Nice. He has to go into this building called The Vault, where there's only one way in and one way out. Nice. And there's fucking bad guys on every floor and stuff. And he puts on his hoodie and he takes his earbuds from his iPod and puts on Wu-Tang Clan, bring the ruckus. Oh, yeah. And you just hear the Wu-Tang Clan blast and he just walks into that building and just wrecks shit. And it was like, yes, oh, so man. good, so good. So, uh, so I'll have to give it more of a full review next week because obviously it'll yeah. only take a couple more days oh, yeah. to uh, watch the rest of them. But, yeah, I'll I mean, probably like finish it by Tuesday, I would say. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, Netflix and Marvel is the greatest pairing of all time, except for Netflix and Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> which is the greatest thing ever. Oh, it's so, so good. Uh yeah. <laughs> like like you said, you know, there's still more Netflix shows to come and like if they if they wanted to like say I would love to see them like take over DC ones as well. Like, well, exactly. It's like, come on, DC. Do you see all these amazing Marvel shows yeah. that aren't even based on like their main characters, like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones? Like, no one would exactly. normally give a shit. So it's like, DC, get on this, yeah. dudes. Yeah, cause like, like, come on. Because it's not like there's a short. There is not a shortage of uh, like B, C class heroes in DC that we would love to see a show about. Like, there are plenty of them. But well, they made. They- they made a pilot episode for Teen Titans and pitched it to TBS, which is a cable station, yeah. and they, they didn't pick it up. So yep. it's like, all right, well, why don't you take that and fucking Netflix it and make it 100 times better and bring Teen Titans to Netflix? Yeah, and it's like uh, like if you, if you like, uh, look at Gotham, uh, for example, mm-hmm. some of the best uh, parts of that show are the younger actors as the cat girl. She's fantastic, you know. Yeah. So if you like build like a Teen Titans TV show on Netflix with actors and actresses like that, 
you could have a bitch ass show. Oh yeah. Oh, I gotta. All right, this is the last thing. This is one final dump before I gotta go. Yes, go. So, um, on Netflix, there's tons of shows, and of course, my kids want to watch shows and stuff. So, my uh, my three year old daughter, she wants to watch a show called Mia and Me, <laughs> and it was made like four years ago, and probably in England or something. But it's this this schoolgirl, uh, probably like fourteen years old or whatever, and. She gets bullied at school, some prep school, but she finds this magical book. And when she opens the book, she gets sucked into this cartoon land where she's an elf fairy. Hmm. So, and then she solves a problem there and she goes back into her real world. And then she has to deal with like the other little middle school bitches that bother her. So, whatever. It's on the background. I'm on my laptop doing stuff. And I just keep looking at this, this actress, Mia, right? And I'm like, I fucking know this girl. She looks so familiar. Now, the show was 2011, so it was five years ago. Yeah. I'm like, who do you look like as, as an adult now? And I keep thinking, I keep thinking, I was like, oh, my God, I've seen her naked on the Game of Thrones. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, she's uh, she's one of the Sand Snakes. Oh. She's uh, the one with the short black hair. Yeah, she has, like, really nice boobies, too. Yeah, she was the one that was, like, tempting Brom. Yeah. She was like, yo, you want some of this? And she, she poisoned him and played with him. And I was like... Oh my god! Like you grew up to be hot, <laughs> but, but now it's like every time I watch her in middle school, like she's fucking jumping into elf fairy land. All I can think of is like, you know, oh, you're gonna no. get five, four years from now, you're gonna get some boobs, and they're nice. Oh man! <laughs> but I, I can't watch the show. It just feels so gross now. Yeah. It's like my daughter's like her favorite show. Dad, want to watch Mia and me? And no, I'm like I... just to watch Mia and my titties. Like that. <laughs> Oh man! It's just like oh man. So yeah, the Game of Thrones is. But I, it was so fun. I just kept I kept seeing this person. And I was like, I know you from somewhere. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, wait a minute. And so I just did a Google search. I'm like, yep, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally Game of Thrones. But nice. uh, yeah. So it's it's yeah it's very hard to watch that show now. Yeah, I, I, that could really have been taken out of context there, but we'll let it slide. Yeah. But uh Game of Thrones. Wait, it was. So yeah, you never know when you watch a uh, a children's show if the actors are going to grow up to uh, <laughs> yeah, what a thing. All right, that's all I got. Tell the people where yes. they can uh, catch us. You can find us at thunderdumps.com. You can find us on all our social media, which is of course Facebook and Twitter uh, at the Thunderdumps. Uh, you can find us on iOS and the official podcast under Thunderdumps. And also we are happy to say that you can now find us on Stitcher. So if you're like on Android and you uh, want to listen to the podcast, you can do it through Stitcher now. It is, of course, just Thunderdumps uh, as well as SoundCloud Thunderdumps. So go hit us up there. Hit us up on our social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter and uh, let us know about anything we talked about today whether you're excited for PSVR or what other boobies you have seen in kids TV shows <laughs> no I didn't see the I mean, <laughs> just grew up to become an adult show and that would be well we saw that but it's still like I can't look at that person on this kid show without feeling yeah. weird <laughs> <laughs> alright well that is it from us guys we will see you next week yeah later dudes